of stuff on your mind and it's feeling unclear, just hop on the mic and speak without fear. Let's air out. Hello, ladies and folks, and YouTube. We are recording at the start for the first time on YouTube. Yes, we are. I just double checked to make sure. Yes. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? Happy Friday the fourth. Friday the fourteenth. We just we just missed it. Thank goodness for that. What a wonderful wonderful week it's been since i last talked to you and a wonderful day it's been what a what a wonderful 2022 it's been i told you guys that this was going to be a big year and uh, i lived up to it i'm just gonna hide hide some things over here i don't like the the waveforms distract me in the audacity recording but ooh we should we uh should we start with some uh aaron aaron's updates aaron aaron's updates so i think the first big news uh, is that I am, as of today, employed. Your boy's employed, folks. Ooh, I'm just a job machine trying to make that money so I can chase my dreams. Ooh, I'm just a job machine trying to make some money so I can follow my dreams. That rolls off the tongue a little easier, but yes. Today I had an interview with Loblaws. Uh, I have worked for Loblaws in the past at a grocery store called Zares. If you have heard of it, I know that name is kind of localized to certain areas of Ontario, but it's not widely used across uh, the country. So Loblaws is, I think, a more common name. But I am not working at a individual store. I am working at the warehouse, the distribution center in Cambridge, as a order picker. So essentially, what the job is, uh, I wonder if I could actually. I have the green screen up, and I've done some work to uh, try and straighten it out. And I did some test runs, and it looks it looks better. So I think that's going to come into play this episode if you're watching the video. But uh, they sent me a video of like what the job is, and essentially I'm driving around one of those power jacks where you're like you're standing on the back of it, and you get the two long forks at the front. It's not a forklift, so you're not going a lot of up down. It's more for just uh, lifting pallets and driving straight ahead. So I put some two pallets on that. I drive around the warehouse loading up. Uh, whatever the order is to load up the pallet to go on the truck after I finish the pallet bring it over to a station wrap it up Have someone throw it on the truck and then rinse and repeat for another order so a very straightforward job of just uh, picking orders and uh, Wrapping pallets and that's what it is. So uh, it is a part-time job uh, It was very confusing for me figuring out what the difference between the part-time and the full-time was when I talked to them on the phone they said part-time you will have to work two days between Friday and Sunday. Um, so I picked Friday and Sunday because I wanted Saturdays off because that's when my skating lessons are going to be. But uh, my assumption was that if I did full time, it would be Monday to Friday. And that was not the case. So when I talked to them in the, in the interview, uh, they said for full time, they have shifts, the day shift available, uh, 7 to 3.30 for uh monday tuesdays off and wednesday thursdays off which i'm like that is just that's that's no bueno for me i like my weekends off i'm not working every single weekend i am uh, i've been too accustomed to not having to work a weekend for like the past four years now for the past four jobs four or five jobs even uh so yeah i can't go back to just throwing my weekends and that's going to be a very important uh filming time for uh the losers on drugs and also for the skits that i plan on making which uh, I guess a quick update on that too. One of our roommates, Martin, who is the uh, the mastermind mostly 
behind Luges on Drugs. Uh, him and Ethan have really put that channel together, and I'm kind of like a, I'm really, I'm just there for the beauty. They need like a, a really a young, a young buck they could put in thumbnails, uh, just to attract people. And then Ethan's there for the comedy. So, you know, I'm just gonna pop in and out there whenever they need a third man. But that's gonna be mostly their project. Uh, and then what was I saying? Yeah, and Martin. So he is stuck in right now uh maybe i shouldn't say where he lives he's stuck at home I'll, I'll censor that he's stuck at home uh with the the big c covid not cancer covid uh but he's getting better he's on the mend so hopefully he can come back down uh, in a couple weeks when he's uh free and clear from those uh like two weeks or whatever after i guess after you get it you gotta you know you guys know the drill we've been doing covid for for two years now we should all know what's going on uh but it's hard to film stuff when if we want if i want, have a lot of skits with ethan knight in the shots it's just too hard for one of us to hold the camera and the other guy uh, it's just a mess so hopefully when martin gets back here the losers on drugs will launch and then we can start uh making more videos sorry i'm flipping a flicking a pen around in the camera uh so that is an update on where the sketches are uh the other big news is finally not as big news as getting a job actually that's uh i should finish that story first actually before i just jump off uh yeah so i got i went for an interview today it was pretty much just a hey here's the job kind of interview uh which is nice uh very similar to ups except i mean it's crazy that ups just ghosted me <laughs> like, a billion dollar company completely ghosted me and just like should we tell him that he doesn't work for us anymore like no no he'll figure it out just just stop talking to him he'll he'll eventually just like stop worrying about it like come on that's crazy like i'm not some tinder date that you can just like ignore leave me sitting at a coffee shop every time a truck drives by now i'm like looking in to see if it's jeff be like jeff what happened where are you going jeff what about me i thought we had something we were boys remember when we used to go up the elevators together oh it's great times but uh, I wonder if Jeff actually even works there anymore. It's uh, it's curious. He like he just went radio silent too. He he ghosted me too. They both, their UPS is like, hey, you can't talk to him either. It's it's us or him. You know, one or the other. And he he maybe he chose them. Maybe he got so injured that he's not working for UPS anymore either. He's just like, I'm done with this. Screw it. And they're like, yeah, Aaron and Jeff were kind of a package deal. So, at least uh, I got ghosted by UPS. That's just I was thinking of that on my car on my car ride back from a. Uh, getting a new job like that's crazy a, a company ghosted me yeah as I, 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 I was laughing on the way home uh so this new job i accepted the part-time offer the crate the good thing about the part-time is i have to work fridays and sundays like i said guaranteed uh and then i can fill in the rest of the week i can just pick up shifts like however many hours i want to work and i wanted to ensure that those shifts would be still be on the day shift 7 to three thirty, rather than i'm not working evenings 3 30 to 11 i hate that shift I hate uh, like having your work at the end of the day. So like you do all this fun stuff and then end your day with work. That sucks to me. I always hated that working at Walmart, having those closing shifts. Uh, I'd much rather like get the work done at the start of the day and then be free for my evenings, which like come summertime, being home by four o'clock is no problem at all. We're still have plenty of daylight to film stuff. And for me, making the podcast, making protein paints and steam clean. So that's gonna work out well. And I think, so what I think I'm gonna do is when I talk to them, be like, hey, can I work Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Friday? So it'd be like two days on, two days off, two days on, one day off, repeat. I think that's a pretty good schedule. And then if I really needed to, I'm like, hey, the money's not good. I can then like add in a Tuesday shift as well and just be off Wednesday, Wednesday podcast day and Saturday skating day. So that's exciting. I'm looking forward. I got a virtual training tomorrow. 
uh, tomorrow being Thursday, so it would have already happened when you guys hear this. And then next week, I have got mandatory training Monday to Friday, uh, learning my role and meeting people. So my goal is to go in there and be this this guy you're hearing right now. Be like open, be the funny guy, be the like, the enthusi- enthusiastic guy. Uh, tell people I have a podcast and like I'm just here for the money. I'm not here to make friends. I'm purely here for the uh, the twenty bucks an hour. Twenty bucks an hour, not bad, right? Twenty bucks an hour, thirty two hours a week. I'm they're unionized. I think I get benefits, so I can get back to the dentist too. It's uh it's all coming together. I'm almost I would if I did work full time, I'd almost be making as much money as I did with RJ Burnside. So like that decision's not looking too bad now to come out here. The freedom, the freedom's coming back. Uh, now the other big news after Loblaws is I finally not as big news as I said. I finally booked my G test to get my full driver's license. I have been driving around with a G2 for six years now. It's been expired for eight months. Eight months now? Seven months now. It expired last July, uh, but with COVID and stuff, they extended the dates. But my sister sent me a, a letter, not a letter, a, what do they call it? A news, a news article uh, yesterday, and it said that they are eliminating some of the, uh, the testing uh, procedures from the, the G test so they can get through like a huge backlog of uh, roadside, roadside tests, road tests. I am stumbling all over this story today. I gotta slow it down. They're taking out any components that were included in the G2 test, like the three-point turn and the parallel parking, uh, and scrapping that. So they're assuming you already know how to do it since you have your G2. And then, so the G test is essentially, can you get on the highway, get off the highway? Can you like change lanes? And that's about it, like obey road laws. So that should be a super easy test for me on Saturday. I'm really, I failed my G2 test the first time. Uh, The guy was kind of a stickler. But I did, I turned left on a yellow, which I guess is a no-no. Um, one of the things I got docked for was not driving in the right-hand lane um, because apparently you're supposed to always make your way over to the right-hand lane, uh, which I thought was super dumb because A, he's not telling me the route we're going on. So like we got to make left-hand turns and I'm supposed to like cross over three different lanes uh, for you Barry folks. The test takes place on Mapleview. So we got upset that I was like not just making a left-hand turn onto Mapleview, then crossing over four lanes to get into the right-hand lane just to come back over to the left and make a left-hand turn. He was just being a stickler. I think he he enjoyed failing people. Um, but I was like, I was still nervous doing that. Cause like getting your G2 is a huge step up from your G1. Um, like you can finally drive by yourself and get some freedom. Whereas getting your G is more like, uh, I've been I've pretty much been driving like I have a G the entire time it's gonna it's not really gonna change anything for me uh except i think my insurance will probably go down a bit and then i don't have to do a test like until i'm 80 again uh so really the only thing motivating me is not wanting to pay another Ugh, scratch my nose i'm a nose toucher in these podcasts i find um the motivation is gonna be not having to pay another 90 bucks to do the test again that's like that's really all i want to do which i if i fail i'm gonna be so upset because I've been driving for like six years with this license. I spent two years driving from Barrie to Milton like five days a week. So I'm used to the highway. I should It should be a breeze for me. Uh, and I booked my test for 7 a.m. on Saturday. So I'm the first, I'm gonna be the first person there going out and doing my test, which I'm hoping is like, it could be a bad thing if like they're not a morning person and they're a little grouchy. But I'm hoping if I'm like chipper, I'm like, hey, how are you? But this has been really tough for you guys. You know, I'll be like really empathetic to them and like, just a really, uh, just being like a great guy. 
Um, but I also think like being first is they won't have any like bad experiences beforehand. Like if they had a really bad test before me and I was going at, like 3 p.m., I feel like that could affect their uh, their rating. But if I'm going first, I get to set the bar for everyone else. And also, uh, 7 a.m. on Saturday, I feel like the roads are gonna be like way less busy, highways gonna be nothing. So it should be super easy for me to get on and off things. Uh, so here's hoping that goes well. And if I get my G and then I get a job, like my life has come together finally. After, you know, disorder for a long time, I feel like I'd finally have some stability and not really anything I have to worry about other than uh, like making videos and keeping happy and keeping up with these habits. Like I'd have a job, so money's coming in, don't have to worry about that. My license is not gonna expire anymore, so I'm good on that. Uh, and then that's like, that's it. All I have to do is like, just keep up what I'm doing, which it's way easier to keep up doing what you're doing than it is to change and like make new habits is what I found. Like all these do not bad habits I have, it's like, it'd be way harder to uh, try and stop smoking weed again than it would be just to keep not smoking weed if you know what I mean that's like a big no-no that's like a big uh, discourager for me not uh, stuck in, touching the jazz cabbage with the uh, Ethan but he's also been it's nice that we we're kind of like keeping each other on track too it's cool to have a buddy in that we're both trying to like do positive things and like change our lives and you know be effective and be a uh, you know contributing members to society by uh, starting a YouTube channel and uh, abandoning all our uh, all our education and smart people jobs that actually might make a difference. But I'm gonna make people laugh. That's a, you know, speaking of making a difference, I got a wonderful message from my friend Chris today. I was kinda, so Tuesdays are kinda like my, uh, they've been both my bad days. They have been, I've ended both my Tuesdays, uh, like staying up a little too late, not really reading before bed and playing video games before bed. So then on Wednesdays, I'm always like, okay, I gotta, gotta pick up the slack and get back at it and today i was just uh it's just not good i slept through my first alarm at 6 30 woke up at my second alarm at 7 15 went down and did yoga with ethan uh came back upstairs was still tired so i got back in bed went back to sleep uh set my alarm for 12 because i knew i had this uh interview at two and pretty much i just rode off the day until two o'clock and it's like after two o'clock then i'll get all my stuff done but i really got to focus on this interview you know be my best self uh, and at like 11, I get a message from Chris. And he said, uh, I hope you're okay with me sharing this. Maybe I should have just not said your name. Just said I got a message from a friend. Uh, maybe I'll do that. I'll, I'll back and censor that out just in, just in case. Uh, I got a message from a friend. And he said, hey, I was feeling anxious this morning. Uh, but I threw on air and air out and it made me feel way better. And I was like, that is, what a sweet and heartwarming message that was to wake up to. I, was, I wasn't sure who woke me up from my nap, hearing my phone go off. But reading that was like, oh man, that's great. That's This is why I do it. This is why I share, you know, things that I have trouble with and things that I'm succeeding with. Uh, for moments like that, for people who can be like, hey, yeah, this this did help me. This was, uh, this is uh, useful. This this is useful for people. And that's uh, that's really nice to know that uh, even though it's a, a few of you people listening to this, a few of you people, you're more than just people, a few of you uh, people, we're gonna stick with people. I'm not that creative tonight. Uh, there's just a few of you, but like I do it for you guys. Uh, and hopefully like knowing that you guys get something out of it, I'm hoping that can translate into more and more people over the time. I talked about this all the time. I've been trying to think about how I can expand this. And I was reading, uh, there's like a subreddit for podcasting. And I was reading some of the podcasts they have and everyone has like a topic or a niche they're talking about that they're advertising. 
you know whether it's like we're talking about we just talk about commercials and we talk about crime scenes and we talk about you know whatever everyone's an expert on something and i like i want to post on there to like advertise myself but i don't even know what to say my podcast is about like i i want to say it's the podcast about nothing for everyone that's kind of like the tagline i've been running with aaron arrow the podcast about nothing for everyone I feel like that's kind of like a little catchy. I, it might have been done before. I feel like it's pretty cliche. Um, but yeah, it's very hard to advertise. And people say like, hey, what's your podcast about? And it's like, I I don't know. It's just, do you like my personality? That's about it. This entire thing relies upon my personality being uh, enjoyable to other people, which is uh, very tough. That is very tough and a tough selling point because no one knows me. It's very tough to be like, hey, if you like me, you'll like the podcast and like I, I don't know who you are I just met you I just you I don't even know what you look like you're just a name on a screen that says hey listen to my podcast where I talk about myself for an hour it's a tough sell but uh, hopefully getting that uh we'll get that trailer going I really gotta I got so many things I gotta do I gotta work on that trailer because you guys sent me some great audio clips I know exactly what I'm gonna do with them I've written out what I want to do but uh yeah just gotta get on that and I think that'll help start posting that around and I think that should convey my sense of humor enough that maybe people will give it a shot and I think doing things like the intro I made uh, for last week's episode that's going to come on all the episodes now you probably already saw it if you're watching the video I think doing things like that will help set me apart uh, just having like higher quality things like that like I like having an intro song uh, having an intro video that is I think it's a good quality like I enjoyed making it uh, I'm very limited in my editing skills but I think uh what I did, uh, I was able to convey the idea I wanted. I think it's fun uh, and it should uh, keep people's attention if they watch that and get them into the point where I'm talking right now. Hopefully they made it into this 20 minutes. If you are new, hello, welcome. Um, I wrote out some post-it notes and stuck them on my commu- computer monitor so I didn't have to look at my phone uh, to see the notes. I had a ton of like topics to talk about this week. Uh, and I can't, I have all the lights off and I can't, I can't even read the post-it notes anymore. And this light from my webcam just blinding me, they're useless. They're just, they're just blocking parts of my screen. Um, so yeah, I was talking about crit, a, a friend, a friend's message. I don't even know if I am going to edit out his name. I don't think it's too much of a giveaway. Uh, I don't think I'm like a uh, spoiler alert. He has anxiety. I think he's pretty open about it. Uh, I don't think it's a secret he's talking about. And if, you know, if you're not, uh, Chris, you know what? It helped me a lot to uh, talk about my anxiety and realize that other people also had anxiety that made me feel a lot less alone and like a lot easier for me to like deal with it where I realized I'm not uh, just struggling with this by myself. So I'm going to do the favor for you and tell everyone else about it. Just for you, buddy. That's a, that's that's my gift to you. That's a Aaron's. Uh, A's are such a hard words to come up with. Aaron's uh, apology. That doesn't work at all. I'm not apologizing. You should. Are you, maybe I will be apologizing to you in next episode. Like, hey, sorry guys, Chris doesn't talk to me anymore after I outed him on the podcast. That'll be a new series. All right, I'm gonna take this down. Uh, that's the wrong post. You know, that was the second one. Uh, job and car. We talked about that. The text texting habits. That's what I wanted to talk about. That's what I wanted to talk about. I want to get you guys' opinion on something. So when I'm sending messages to people, I am a I'm a paragraph texture. I'm a one block. Like I say what I want in one massive long text rather than send you a bunch of like smaller texts and sentences. Uh, and I want to know like 
I think people prefer the smaller messages they get like put off by a block of text and I'm the opposite if someone sends me a block of text I'm like hell yeah I'm, I can't wait to dive in and read this because uh, if, if you're sending it to me like you were thinking about me and it's obviously like of importance so I'm like I'm looking forward to seeing what you had to say to me uh, but I see a lot of people that text me and like, pretty much everyone else that I talk to on text or Facebook they send me like their thoughts in like confined sentences. So they'll like answer each question as a separate message, which I don't know if that's just uh, like on Facebook, if that just happens, because every time you press enter, it sends. And that's just a result of that. And you're not actually doing it intentionally. And you just, you've just gotten used to it. But uh, to me, the way I see it is when I get a text, I don't like when my phone's just like ding, ding, ding ding like it goes off five times and I'm like oh my god this is some emergency going on like what's happening my phone's blowing up and then I see it's just like at Chick-fil-a got some nice nuggets mm, got waffle fries too what are you up to that wasn't a message that I got that's just that's just uh, an example um and then things and then it's like oh it's just some mundane thing there where they're just like they're just spewing their thoughts at me in a bunch of separate messages and yeah I'm a uh, I personally I think I'd rather just send one ding one message I convey everything I want to say in that one message and then you can read it all and then get back to me I also if I'm I'm pretty quick quick to the draw on the, the replies uh, sometimes I think I'm too quick so I'll, like, I'll get the message and I'll wait just so they know like I wasn't like immediately like 12 seconds after they sent the message I've already read it and like ready to respond um, and then because sometimes they send you a message I respond to it and then like as I click send, another message has popped up that like changes, like they're in, they're in mid thought, they weren't completed, they haven't completed their thought yet. And now I've responded to the first question and they've sent me like four more questions right after I've responded to their first one. And now there's like this weird disconnect where they have to then respond to my message while I'm then responding to their new messages and it's just now we're at like an offset where we're not, we're not on the same page. We're both communicating like with past, past versions of the question, you know? And that's a diff if you send one long question, one long paragraph, then you can read all that, take your time to respond, and then address all those answers in one long paragraph. And I know you have given me a complete thought and you are complete and now I'm ready to respond. Secondly, in my texting, a lot of people do the, uh, the correction asterisks. You know, if a word spelled wrong, your and your is like common, there, there, there. They uh, fix those. I ain't about those. My theory is that this is an informal message uh, like way of conversation uh, and it's like supposed to be a quick and easy way for me to like just get an idea to you or get my word across to you so in my mind if I send you a message and there's an error in it but like still reading the message you can still get the you know the message the messages across what I'm trying to say gets across to you I'm not sending you another asterisk it still goes back to my second one I don't want to send more text than I have to I'm not sending you the update I'm assuming you know when I said your instead of your, which that doesn't really saying it verbally, but that kind of goes to my point is if you read it out loud, it doesn't matter what grammatically is correct or how, if the spelling is correct. As long as you know what I'm saying and there's no confusion in that, then I'm not correcting it. If it is a spelling mistake or like the autocorrect changed something that just like makes my sentence make no sense, then I'll go ahead and I'll send you the star and I'll correct it for you. But I'd say 99% of the time, I'm leaving that error out there. So. I want to know why do people feel the need to always correct themselves because the theory I've come up with which may not be true but I feel like it's almost like they want to make sure people know they know the right grammar it's like almost like a sign of they want to show that they, they hey yeah I know I made a mistake and I'm correcting that mistake uh, 
I don't want to come off as a, an idiot, which I'm, I'm totally cool coming off as an idiot. And like, this is my, uh, my caveman talk on text, just my gobbledygook throwing it out there. Maybe I'm completely wrong. And it's just like a habit and like instinct to, you know, after all the essays and, uh, you know, writing and stuff we did for school, where it has to be perfect, perfect spelling and grammar. Uh, it's just like a habit to like, want to keep that up. I, I hate essays and writing. So I, like, I never cared. I don't, pr I proofread maybe i'll read something over once catch a couple like spelling mistakes and then i submit it i never i was never multiple proofreads and editing things giving it to someone else to read it or you know reading it the next day when you're like separated from it no never did any of that so maybe that's just a indicative of my personality of a very not caring of my uh my verbiage my language my vernacular yeah so let me know uh, what you guys think about that. I don't know how you'd let me know. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can just post a comment. If you're just listening on audio, just uh, let me know next time you see me. Or or send me a text or multiple texts. Multiple texts with multiple corrections. And then I think I'll get the point if you, if that's, I should, actually I'm gonna move this down here. The whole point of these post-it notes was so I didn't have to take breaks in between to be like, let's go analyze my phone and read some more notes. I'd just be able to like look at them and then immediately like know uh, what the next topic was and just seamlessly bleed into it. And now I still have to announce it because I got to pull up the post note all the way to my face and read videos, low views. Uh, so that was, it's been kind of making these videos. It's been kind of, there is a little bit of a discouragement uh, when you upload stuff that you spend like, you know, I spend like five to six hours on some videos. That intro video I made, that took me like six hours uh, of editing most of it because my computer is like very slow and can't handle the high quality videos and audio at the same time so it's a lot of desync um but then like essentially every video i upload gets the same amount of views they all get 17 views and i know i said last time that the goal should not be to get views the goal should be to make better videos and i think i have stuck to that i think my editing's improving and my ideas of like how to convey things is improving I still watch my videos and I'm like, okay, there's a lot more I could still do to improve this and hopefully that'd reach a bigger audience. But it's, it's discouraging. You know, you have these dreams of uploading a video and then I, I wake up one morning and my notifications are just like, there's like hundreds of them of people commenting on it. And like, if you know, the video blew up, uh, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, as Ethan and I have been talking about, those are the, the black swan events are very rare. Uh, YouTube is a lot of luck. Uh, and essentially, really, I haven't uploaded anything that's like astounding. That's like way different than everyone else that would catch fire. These are more things I'm uploading. I think that if I uploaded a sketch in the future that maybe was like really funny and took off, then they could come back and see these longer form videos that I think then would like show my personality more. And then people who enjoyed that would then come on and follow me, you know? So I got to constantly remind myself that the initial like the day one views are it just means that my subscribers like them really that's cool that you guys are enjoying it uh but also that the videos aren't going anywhere and they can always gain more views in the future they're just you know they're waiting uh and i think they're of high enough quality that when people look back uh obviously i think every video should be better than the last one so obviously they'd be worse than my they'd be worse than my uh newer videos but i think they're of a quality that is like good enough to watch and get through. I think the camera quality is nice, like just because of the age of technology you're in. The microphone I have is a high quality mic, so you get to hear my, my voice without like a lot of noise in the background. 
we've got the green screen now, which I think should improve things. And then it's like working on my editing. I think, I think I'm a pretty fast learner on the editing. Uh, and I think like that intro video is one thing I got to, I was able to put out some of the ideas I thought of, like the, the words going between the saxophones and stuff like that. Like, I mean, it was just a bunch of stock footage. And then I added some, I don't know if you can call it kinetic typography because it was more just, uh, words popping up at the right time but maybe i guess that is some of them moved so stuff like that i think uh i think i'm a decent editor for uh again like getting my ideas across so it's discouraging making those views i feel like i should try and find a niche uh this whole casting a wide net thing we'll see how long it lasts uh the more videos i make the more i realize how long it takes to make videos and then watching videos now, I'm like, man, this must have taken them forever to edit or forever to plan. Like, so much goes into making videos, uh, and yeah, it is. It does suck when they don't like really do super well. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not discouraged enough to quit. I because I do enjoy it. I like the process, and it's fun to have something to do where I get this like end product that I get to put out to you guys. That is super cool. The same reason I like art. I get this end product that's representative of all the work I put into it, or all, like my creative process. So that's neat. And that's why I want to keep doing it. And even this podcast, I think if anything is going to last a long time, I think this podcast is going to stay uh, until I die. Maybe I'm going to do podcasts till I'm like 90, 100. I'm going to say 100. I'm going to give myself 107 years. I'm going to die 107 on, uh, I'm probably going to die in the summer. I'm going to say I'm going to die on August 22nd when I'm 107 years old, so that would be, that'd be what, 2,101, 2,101, I'm going to die on August 22nd, so there you go, uh, add a reminder to your phone for Aaron's death, uh, hopefully you keep the same phone, uh, yeah, so I've got, I got, how many years do I got to go then, I got like 70 years more podcasts to make, um, but like, as I was telling, uh, the, the unnamed anxious friend this morning, uh, these podcasts are like as much as they might help you guys they also help me guys <laughs> help me guys because uh, it's like I'm talking to somebody and it helps me get all these thoughts out of my head uh, something else I started doing is journaling which I wish I should grab the journal actually I should take a brief pause uh, I'm gonna, I gotta sync this up pause oh. oh okay that was a tight squeeze to get back in the green screen's right on me like cotton on a lamb. Um, yeah, so speaking of getting things off my mind, I started journaling this year unintentionally. So when I started my workouts back in last week, back in last week, a long time ago, barely remember it, I found this notebook that my dad had left on my dresser back in Barrie. Uh, I'm assuming he wanted me to take it and he wasn't just showing, hey, look at this neat thing, give it back to me. Um, if you did want it back, Dad, I have been writing it all up in it. Um, and I was going to use this just to like track my workouts, just to like say what I did for my kettlebells this day, you know, track what I ate, just like kind of things like that. And I opened it up. There's an inscription from my aunt uh, to my grandfather. Dad, looking forward to reading your memories and your illuminating thoughts. Love, Judy. And I was like, wow, that's like that feels like it's more sentimental than just like <laughs> you then turn the page and it's like uh, January 1st, 45 pounds, 10 by 10 squats, 10 by 10 swings six turkish get-ups uh eight one large pizza and a salad i've never i haven't eaten pizza all year actually just just an fyi that was just an example 
Uh, and then, like, on the first page of this, I see notes from my grandfather, who I never actually... I knew who he was, but uh, I was very young when we'd hang out with him. And I think uh, he, him and my grandmother are both already starting to... Uh, a nice way, I don't know if it's a nice way to say it, but, like, degrade mentally. Uh, they were much older than me. My grandmother died at 99. My grandfather died at 88. Uh, I have a pretty old family. Um, but I, I mean, I remember we'd see them on the holidays and we'd go visit their house sometimes, but, uh, there was never a lot of like, uh, since they weren't, you know, younger grandparents, like I see people have like in their fifties and sixties and, you know, they're running around playing with the kids. It was, uh, there wasn't a lot of that. So there wasn't a lot of like uh, common interests between, uh, uh, us grandkids and our grandparents, uh, which, you know, I kind of regret. I didn't really get to know them cause I, I can't now. Um, and finding this journal, uh, he, my grandfather did kind of write in the first page, uh, Monday, December, uh, December 2nd, 2004, 27 degrees Celsius, 1300 hours, warmed up to 12 degrees Celsius, very cold, got car started, doors hard to open, trunk and hood iced up, uh, 10 o'clock, forgot about meeting with John, prayed for me, I was uncomfortable, uh, I guess John prayed for him and he was uncomfortable, 12 o'clock, he had lunch at... Ma Mona with Grace. Grace is my grandmother. And then he had another addition Saturday, September 30th, 2006. At 7 a.m. he woke up for, uh, for breakfast. And that was all he used this book for. Uh, that kind of... I mean, I think that might be a, a good indicator of where his uh, you know, his mental health was at, his mental state. Uh, like, there's not a, not a lot written in here. Um, so I've kind of taken this and uh, every night I leave it on my bed and I've been, I'm showing the camera now. Um, you can read that one if you want to and pause the video. Uh, but so I've been doing that kind of stuff, writing out, you know, just a page about my day and how I'm feeling. And then on the back, I've written out uh, what time I woke up, what time I went to bed, the steps I got, uh, what yoga class I did with Adrian, my kettlebell workout, what I ate, and then my mood uh, at the end of the day and how I felt like overall what the day was. And this has been like kind of a nice way to end my day and kind of unwind uh, you know, express my thoughts and how I thought about the day, kind of get me like geared up for tomorrow. And my hope is in the future. Uh, like this week, I've been like super, like super optimistic. I've been feeling really good. I haven't really had like any down moments. Uh, but I feel like if I do come down to any down moments, I can like come back and look at this book and like kind of remind myself like the journey I've been on, like how far I've come and how well things are going, and that like you know things are things are great. Uh, so I'm looking forward to keeping doing this. Uh, Tuesdays, like I said, Tuesdays have been bad. Both Tuesdays I've not written out at night and woken up Wednesday morning and still written out, you know, what I thought of the day. So got to fix that. But it's been a good habit for the past, uh, I guess, it's been like eight or nine days I've been doing that and I've stuck with it. So uh, as I found, uh, like, my accountability board, I'm crushing it. I got a 90, so I got an A last week, uh, which I was trying to think what that means. And I think it means that I spent 90% well, not really 90% of my time, but I did 90% of the things I think are valuable uh, to myself and things I think will uh, get me uh, in better places and keep me on a right, right path. Whereas opposed to before in December and November when I was feeling kind of glum and like not sure what I want to do. And I was kind of, you know, struggling and like dipping in and out of like a, a, a mild depression and feeling lazy. And I was getting like 40s and 50s. So I was not spending any time doing things of value. So I think it's a is not only an indicator of what uh, what I've accomplished each day. It's like an indicator of, indicator of like my mental health state and like 
am I, you know, doing things that actually entertain me and keep me occupied? Um, and that unknown friend was also thinking maybe he should start an accountability board. And I recommend it to anybody. Uh, just having something that you can like physically track in the world what you're doing and what you're interested in. I've done so many different variations of the accountability board over the past like uh, two years. Uh, it all started like first like just tracking on my phone and I found that wasn't good because I opened my phone and I go into other things and I forget to do it. Um, then I got this cork board uh, where I actually cut out cards that said the activities I wanted to do and thumbtack them but that turned out to be like too much work having to flip them and then unflip them every time and resort them. Um, and then you know there's come other variations and then it came down to this whiteboard which I found is the easiest one to just like erase the check marks and redo them I can change the topic so easily uh, so that's become the you know the number one version for me so if you're you know having trouble getting into new habits uh, I recommend so find some way to track it that you can see at any time you know where you spend most of your room where you spend most of your time which room you spend most of your time uh, and I think you can see positive things. You can, when you're having a bad day, you look at it and like, oh, there's not a lot of check marks on there. Maybe I'm having a bad day because there's no check marks. Put some check marks up there, and I bet your day will turn around and you'll feel better. I also got this other whiteboard uh, that I was going to do for like daily tasks of like which videos I got to make and stuff like that. And that I wasn't using it at all. So I've actually changed that over to like a little streak counter to see. Uh, I'm into video games and stuff. Uh, as you can see from Steam Clean, the new series up now. Go vote on which game you think we should play through first. Um, so, like the accountability board is kind of like completed quests. You get check mark, you know, complete parts of the quest. Uh, and then the streak thing is like a good way to keep in track of, you know, no, I have no booze. I'm at 141 days. No weed. I'm at 20 days. And perfect days, as in perfect accountability board days. I'm on a one day streak. So hopefully I can update that every day, and that will also motivate me to like keep things going and not not break on these bad habits you know try and get that number as high as possible get that high score so that is what i've been up to with these new habits um something else uh you know you've seen the proton paints videos have been coming out and i've talked about this doodle group uh in the past my my group of friends and i don't know if i ever described what doodle group was uh but when i was at school in oshawa at durham college the rest of the friend group uh, would get together and just have like drawing sessions. I think it started one day as like on accident. Like this all happened to get together and like do some drawing and some art, like a little arts and craft day. And they turned it into this like recurring uh, thing called Doodle Group, where every week I guess they were getting together and drawing. Uh, some people on tablets, some people painting, some people, you know, what a bunch of different ones. I actually never attended Doodle Group. Um, I was always at school. I attended one. And uh, I, was, I was like, art's stupid. Like, I'm not an arts guy. I'm not creative. I'm, a, I'm about video games and like hardcore stuff and like movies and that. Uh, so I play. I think I played Rock Band and ate some chocolate at the only doodle group I attended. Uh, which is crazy because if you looked at that group and you're like, hey, one of these people is gonna make art videos on YouTube in a couple of years. I'm the last one you would have guessed. Every not a single person there would have pointed to me and be like, Aaron's, Aaron's gonna be the one making the art. I was so anti-art. I was such a such a um a grump about it you know such a that's not for me that's i'm not an art guy um and that's uh, this is a good segue actually something uh I, I thought i was thinking about the other day is that like disliking stuff is just so it's such a boring way to live disliking stuff and just shutting off like experiences in the world and like not doing things just because you you don't like them i'm air quoting that you can't see 
Disliking stuff just makes your life more boring and makes you experience less of it. Um, and I know, I'm not saying you, you're not allowed to dislike stuff, uh, but what I do think is that a lot of people have one negative experience with something and then they just sh shut it off like forever. They now they now know, okay, I don't like that. I'll never do that again. And every time it comes up, it's just an immediate, no, no, I'm not doing that. And I was the same way. Like I'm not, I'm speaking from experience here. And I can tell you that since I've, allowed myself to open up to more things and just like yeah i will try that out i will i'll go for that i'll try that new food i'll try that food that i thought i didn't like broccoli for example i was like okay you know what i did it's really just plain steamed broccoli i don't like and raw broccoli i think maybe i just haven't had you know a lot of good broccoli but if you prepare it right i do like broccoli and cauliflower so I want to encourage you guys to do something else, and that's to think about things you don't like. Or next time someone asks you to do something, you're like, ah, that's not for me. Or someone asks you if you want to eat something, you're like, no, that's not for me, actually. Think about why you're saying no, you know. Was it just because you had one experience, and you're letting that one experience reflect your entire future with this thing? Are you shutting off, you know, like they say, you know, all, not all, it's true what they say, that not all Muslims are terrorists, but you're doing the same thing that's that's a stretch of a you're being racist to broccoli right now not all broccolis not one bad broccoli is going to ruin the whole batch you know that's a not maybe not the right metaphor but you get what i'm saying give things a chance and life is so much more enjoyable when you just like go with things and like appreciate them like yeah let's go for it let's uh let's just see what happens and you'll probably have like a lot more fun experiences. Of course, you're not going to have a good time if you're like in your head already that you don't like it and you're not going to enjoy it. You're just ruining things for yourself, though. But just like if go into things with open minds and try them again, and, you know, be positive about that. and It'll change your entire experience with things. That's the Aaron uh, psychology or philosophy portion of the video. Uh, walking, walking. So it's been cool. Ethan has been walking every single day. Uh, I have also been walking every single day uh, and Ethan it's cool to see Ethan's like route he always comes back and tells me how much farther his route's gotten and uh, how much longer he can do it he's a he's a bigger body he's a big body presence uh, a little bit larger than I am um, and that's it <laughs> no, no no it's not that's not it um, and yeah it's cool to see him walking more and more and thinking about like yeah he, he got to an hour he's like that's good I'm glad I worked up to an hour and I was thinking about my own walks and I'm like the, at the opposite stage. I love walking so much that I'm actually like, okay, I can't walk for more than two hours because I have other stuff to do. I would love to just walk all day. If I just throw on headphones, I could walk forever, I swear. I enjoy it so much and like I get so much thinking done. So I'm enjoying myself, the fresh air. I love just looking at, even if it's the same old houses, I love looking at houses and I love smiling at people when I'm out there because they smile back and I'm like, hell yeah, smiles are powerful. That's awesome. And I just, I love walking. I think like my dream vacation, it used to be like, oh, I'd love to go somewhere with a bunch of greasy food where I can just stuff in my face and drink all the time and sleep and sit by the pool and really do nothing. And now I'm like, my dream vacation would be go somewhere I've never been before and essentially just walk around and find things to do and like just enjoy it. Like a walkcation is how, how I called it in my notes folder on my phone. I would love to just, I love just exploring new places and seeing new things. It goes back to the whole uh, disliking stuff is boring. There's so many countries. All of I, I've pretty much been to no countries. I've been to Canada. I've been to Florida. Not a country, but you know what I mean. Uh, Chicago. I should just say the United States. Um, Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand. Uh, I think I think that's it. I think those are all the countries I've been to. 
and like when i went to uh the asian countries i should do a whole podcast on uh on my trip there i'm in a weird pose right now but uh like i was there i think i talked before all i wanted to do is like drink because like oh yeah sick sick dude dollar 50 beers that's awesome i can get like 25 beers for 17.50 was that would that be the is that is that the quick math something like that 18 bucks something like that i don't know don't check me on it if, if you check if you pull out a calculator and do that you're a narc so don't don't check me on that don't be a narc uh, and that's all i cared about like we're let's just eat more food when's the next meal every time we're like at a place i'm like okay we've seen the place let's move to the next one come on what are you taking pictures for it's gonna be here next time you know i was such a grouch about it and now i'm like man i would love to just go and just like I can just walk around and just stare at things and like learning things about it. History is awesome now. Ethan and I have been listening to the Ken Burns documentary on the Civil War, and it's just photos and Ken Burns talking. There's a few videos of interviews and a few videos from like the I don't know when that would even be, like the eighteen the nineteen hundreds, like very old videos, like very rare. Um, but it's like pretty much just uh still photos and people talking over it, which would be like old me would be like this is so boring dude this is terrible but now i'm like fascinated by it and like it ties into this war of 1812 book i've been reading so it's like the same era and it's so cool to like think of our country way back then i mean obviously the civil war was not our country but like our continent and like how they were living and like what happened in our like such a near history to us compared to other countries that were in like the 14th century um just hearing about like how they lived and how different it is and how quickly we got to now as like a new country that's like super cool so then seeing that in other countries and like seeing their history is like super interesting and seeing how they got to where they are now uh and like all the different uh you know uh like religions and rituals they had and different ways of life super interesting so yeah i want to walk more go for a walkcation go fly somewhere with like no real itinerary maybe a couple things i want to see and figure out how can i walk there or bike there or like meet new people to get me there that's that's what I want to do. And that is the first post-it note all done. And we get to move on to post-it note number two. Uh, we already talked about the new habits. Oh, discipline equals freedom. This was something that uh, a guy I've talked about before, Jocko Willink, always said. And I never really understood it. I don't think a lot of people. Uh, he always says discipline equals freedom. And if you look at my schedule of all the things I want to do, that pretty much takes me all day. You would say you don't have any freedom, Aaron. Like everything you do is planned not to a T, because I do do a lot of unteed plans. But uh, most of what I can do is... Uh, see, I lost my train of thought because I tried to make a joke about unteed plans. Um, discipline equals freedom. I didn't understand it because you think if you schedule your whole day, you, know, you have no freedom to do anything else. You got no open time to just do what you want. And I finally understand it now that I've been disciplined. And essentially, it just makes it so much easier to fit into things you want to do and you learn how to add things to your schedule. Uh, whereas before, when I was undisciplined and had all the time in the world, all this free time of doing stuff that like, I never, I was never doing anything. I was just watching TV most of the time and playing video games. And I, was always, I had all these ideas of things I wanted to do. and like, oh, this would be cool to do. This, uh, you know, I wanted to start a website where I break down science in a comedic way and try and like help teach people. Or I start a science uh, website called Change My Life where other people come in and like talk about their experiences changing life and what we're doing. It's like a support group for people, kind of what uh, this uh, podcast has become. Just know uh, you guys can't talk to each other, which you can on Facebook if you go uh, sign, up for my, sign up for my Facebook, if you can sign up on Facebook. Um, 
Yeah, and now what I've learned is that what Jocko means by that is when you have the discipline to like create habits and keep them, now I can pick up new habits so quickly because I know what it takes and I know like what I need to do so much better than before. I would just have ideas and no way to implement them and no way to like figure out how do I get from the idea stage to the actual practicing of this thing stage? How do I actually create a, a habit out of this idea? Um, and how do I like ideas they sound so cool but they actually ideas take so much time to actually like fulfill and to turn this from just a thought in my head into something that other people can experience and like actually creating that thought in the world uh i've been one of my habits has been trying to write 200 words a day uh initially that was like to like writing scripts and stuff like that to keep me on track of that but when i don't have anything to any scripts to write i've been writing this uh, short story called the indisputable duncan it is an idea I had a long time ago, kind of a, a satirical look on uh, Harry Potter about like a, a a kid who's like a magician. He like practices magic. At, like he does like a, a routine at a school fair or something. Uh, and he does, this, so, he does this trick that's so good that like a wizarding school like sends him a letter and brings him along and he ends up like having to fake his way through magic school uh, with all these wizards and he's just like a regular kid. Um, and also, it, like, I feel like he would, like, point out all the dumb things. Like, there's a lot of things in Harry Potter that, like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would If you have magic, why would you do that? So I wanted to kind of, like, point out that kind of stuff. And also, I thought it was just, I'd be, it'd be really funny if, like, you know, an enemy like Voldemort. Yeah, he's, like, such a frail old dude. He's, just, he's powerful because he's, like, he's got his wand and stuff. I feel like it'd be really funny if, like, you just sock him, you know? Like, that's the ending battle. It's just a regular-ass dude. He's like, this is the guy that's been causing all this trouble and just clocks him with like a just chucking nucks at him and voldemort has no idea what to do because he's done everything he's got he's got like no muscles the dude's all bones he just gets his ass whooped by a muggle i feel like that that was like a funny idea to me so i guess i just spoiled the end of the story uh duncan is gonna throw hands at the evil wizard i haven't written the head wizard yet i haven't written anything uh i just try and write 200 words a day to add to the story bit by bit uh really the whole point of it is just to get in the habit of doing it so that writing becomes easier and easier for me sorry i heard a, a creepy noise i got scared <laughs> i locked my door because i got scared it sounded like something someone like a cat like scratched on my door but I've really i think something probably just fell like on a desk behind me or something but it was too spoopy for me um yeah I don't know how I got into telling you guys about Indisputable Duncan, but if when that story finishes, another idea I had is I kind of want to like then record it audio wise and make like my own kind of audiobook. Uh, maybe have some friends like record audio of other characters for me. I think that'd be fun. And then, you know, put some sound effects behind it and have like a, you know, a fun short. It'd be a short audiobook. I'm not a, I'm not a very good writer at writing like detail and stuff like that. Uh, but I think just, uh, I'm more of a, if you see my paintings, I'm more about like, hey, I had this idea here is the uh, short like simple version of it since i'm not that talented at painting again give you a lot of details uh same with the story i'm not like very uh don't have a great vocabulary as you can tell from this podcast uh so I, like just get the idea across you know i think that's a uh, rely heavily on the idea and not so much the uh, the wording of it yeah um so another routine i'm adding is ethan actually got me on it he was like I guess he had a, one of the students he's teaching uh, is like a skin into skincare and stuff like that. And he wanted to get into like having a skincare routine for his face. So like hearing him do that, I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to do that too. I'm on, I'm on camera a lot. So I got to, 
you know, get these pores cleaned out. I got, you know, get this face beautified. So that way, if I'm not just, if I'm not being funny, at least it's like nice to look at, I guess. And also I like really don't like makeup. Like I'm scared of it. So I don't want people to feel like they have to put stuff all over my face to like hide stuff. Um, Cause that, I don't know, makeup just, have I ever talked about this? Makeup just grosses me out. The idea of having like, like some kind of chemical or something like right on your face, on your skin. Like it makes my skin crawl. Even like chap, I can't do chapstick. The idea of having like putting that stuff all over your lips, it grosses me out. Lipstick too. When like seeing ladies like bright lipstick on it, I, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. Uh, and this isn't like ladies don't you do you do you like if you guys if it makes you guys inside feel beautiful keep doing it don't let this weirdo uh stop you from doing it but like yeah seeing seeing people with like lots of makeup on makes me uncomfortable and the thought of having all that makeup on me makes me even more uncomfortable like my skin can't breathe and like i feel like it feel like even though it wouldn't it feel like it's constantly on my skin i could feel it on my face and i don't like that I, it, eh, even talking about it makes me uncomfortable um so yeah, so he got like a face cleaner and a moisturizer. And I was like, I'm gonna do the same thing. So I went out to Zara's the other day, uh, picked up a face cleaner and a moisturizer. And the first time I was doing it, I you know throw the wet my face face uh, face cleaner in my in my hand, rub it in, rub it in my face, look in the mirror, and I'm my face I'm in blackface. Total shocker, because I had no idea I bought a charcoal based uh, face cleaner. I just grabbed one off the, sh the cheapest one off the shelf, the Life brand one. I'm like, brands all they're all the same thing, anyways. Like same chemical wise, it's just a brand. So I just grabbed one, threw it on, and I threw it on my face. And then I'm in, yeah, I'm like, like a minstrel show kind of blackface, not even like a good one, like a bad, really bad black face. I'm like, holy jeez, oh, what a shocker! I got, I, I would have gotten canceled if it was like on camera. I didn't know if I was doing like a face care routine, and I showed that. But I guess if we have any blackface for a video, hey, we got, we got my face cream. So there you go. That was a just a little side story for you guys about my blackface experience. I have never done blackface before. Now I have, and I can tell you I didn't like it because I could feel the uh, racism, and I don't like being racist. One more topic. One more topic we got written down here. Um, and it's I want to get you guys on the new habit, a very important habit for all of our society, including in this time of a pandemic. Uh, last Thursday. I went to the blood donation clinic as I do every 56 days, 52 days, something like that, to donate blood. And uh, it's always a great experience donating blood uh, because they compliment me. And that's my favorite part. Uh, my favorite part of it is I go for the compliments. Uh, the compliment I always get is you have wonderful veins, which I guess, I mean, I can't really show you on the camera my veins, but I guess I got like thick, like thick, girthy veins that are just they carry a lot of blood, which is weird because like when I do yoga and I hold my arms above my head, I like lose circulation so quickly and my arms go numb like three seconds in and it's brutal. My shoulders getting a lot of pain. I think I got something wrong with my shoulders, like a pinched something somewhere. The shoulders are just always killing me during yoga and they shouldn't be because uh, I'm like in pretty good shape. I can hold my body weight. Uh, but yeah, every time it's always like a new lady and she's always like, oh, wonderful veins. I love those veins. Wow. Which I don't know if that's just like something they say to you. So like, hey, if you tell me he has nice veins, he keeps coming back. So just keep they write a little note and like, hey, nice veins. Uh, just say that and he'll he'll always come give blood. Uh, but also when I was there, she had grabbed another brochure and said, hey, you have been selected for also, uh, an additional platelet. Platelet, I think platelet. Platelets are the part of your blood that are for clotting. Uh, I believe. Yeah, you can fact check Jamie. 
Jamie? No. I think, uh, maybe. Maybe it's the Platelets. Pull me up, Jamie. Platelets. Someone get back to me. Uh, so I got I got selected because I got such great blood. I've, uh, I've donated nine times now. Um, so they took like an extra vial to get a platelet sample and they shipped that off to a lab in Hamilton. They said like, okay, they'll get back to you in like 10 or 15 business days. They'll probably give you a call to see if they want you to drive down to Hamilton and give a platelet uh, donation. So I'm like, hell yeah. Like, of course. Of course you want this prime specimens. This A, my, my blood type's A positive. Maybe I shouldn't say that because now someone's going to like steal my kidney or something. But uh, on the a fun part of the blood donation thing is they have like a, a blood donation website that you can sign in and like see your stats, your blood stats. So like on the front page, it says blood type A plus. And I'm like, hell yeah. A plus blood right here. T1. Tier 1 blood over here. Uh, and also you can see your stats of like uh, the speed and how long it takes for you to donate. And uh, I think an average is like 10 to 15 minutes is what you want. First donation, when they started tracking it, eight minutes. I know, incredible. Second donation, I was done in six minutes. Like, they said under six minutes is, like, concerning. Like, your blood's going, like, too fast. So maybe it's not a good thing, but I'm, like, speed running. I told you guys I like to do everything fast. I drink food, I eat food fast, I, I talk fast, I drink drinks fast, and I give blood fast. I'm, like, just get this stuff out of me. Just, just, I just walk in, just slit my wrist, and, like, just bleed on the floor. Like, take it! Here it is! Grab a Ziploc bag, quick! Just unloaded my blood. Six minutes, and then the last two times have been uh, 10 minutes and 12 minutes. So, maybe they saw my numbers were too low, and they're like, we gotta, we gotta slow down the flow rate on this guy, because he's a, he's a fast bleeder. With those be big, beautiful veins. Those, those girthy veins just dump blood into those bags. Yeah, so that has been, uh, there was another guy. Uh, I was like, I was riding high after they told me I had nice veins and I was selected for the platelet donation because I'm a young, healthy man, uh, is what she said. Uh, and then I'm like just chilling, you know, needle in my arm, just like a watching, I think I was watching Bar Rescue or one of those shows. Uh, it's the one on Food Network with like the jacked dude, Robert. He's like an ex-Marine. He's like massive, massive biceps and he just goes in like restaurant rescue or something. One of those shows I was watching that. And I heard one of the nurses talking to a guy over in the corner and he was like trying to brag. He's like, yeah, they're actually like my one at one time I had a donation where it was like, it was done in like five minutes. And the nurse is like, oh, that's not actually that good. Like that's a, that's an issue that we should look into. And he's like, he was trying to flex that his blood goes out really quickly. And I'm like, this guy probably wasn't even selected for platelet donation. Like who's he think he is over here? This skinny little Laurier dude. Like I'm, I'm the blood guy in this, in this donation center. I'm, I'm the top dog. I got a plus blood, dude. Like, st step back. Step back here. Yeah, so you guys, if you don't donate blood, uh, I think you should highly consider it. I think it's a great way you can do something really positive. It doesn't take much time at all. Uh, I booked my appointment for 640. If I didn't do it, I have to do, like, all this extra platelet. Uh, you know, you you probably won't be selected for the platelet thing, and, like, don't be discouraged. Uh, but it took me, like, a little extra time to do that. But at most, that took me, like, 45 minutes. Uh, it's like I said, you can usually, depending on how many uh, like appointments are around yours, you can usually walk in, uh, do the little questionnaire thing for like five minutes or so, give your blood in 10 to 15 minutes, grab your snack and get out. And that's the snacks are the best part. Honestly, I go, I get a juice box and I get my Cheetos on my way out. And they always offer me like, is, do you want anything else? And I think next time I'm going to start taking something else too. Not, but I'm going to be like, um, could I bring some chips home for my mom? 
uh, and my mom is just code word for me. Me want more chips. Uh, but I think you know, as a as a great donor, I was looking up like. Um, I mean, first I'll I'll be honest. I looked up do you get paid for platelet donations? Yeah. Okay, I did it. I wasn't sure. Uh, because it is in Hamilton and it takes an hour and a half, so I'm like, I would give up a good chunk of time to do that. What do I, what do I get for it other than just being like a, a good citizen and like saving lives? You know, what's 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 really in it for me? They get my blood. What do I get? You know, can you, if as I'm giving blood, can you put like Coke Zero into my other arm so I'm like getting a sweet treat at the same time? Huh? Can we can we work that out? Maybe uh maybe someone feeds me grapes. And I get to watch like my favorite movie as I'm doing it, you know? Someone fans me, make me feel like a king as I'm giving up my blood, you know? Something spruce it up for me and it seems like they don't do anything. They just expect you to do it out of the goodness of your heart, which I would still do it because it's a podcast topic and I could talk about that experience and continuously brag about how my, my blood is so good that they just want it for everybody. Big slurp, all, big old slurp there. Remember to hydrate yourselves before you get blood and drink a, eat a, drink a salty snack, eat a salty snack. But yeah, what was I saying? Uh, 4% of Canadians, only 4% of Canadians give blood. Uh, they greatly need it. So I would say, hey, if you listen to this podcast, you're looking for some way to give back and something to do, I would look into your local blood donation clinic. You can check those stats too. You can compare them to me. We can compare, hem- compare hemoglobin levels, you know, get a little leaderboard going. I, w- I was hoping they would do like some kind of like frequent frequent bleeder card or something. Or I get like a little pen. I'm almost at 10. Don- my next donation will be number 10. So I was like, do I get something cool for my 10th donation? Like a t-shirt or like a pin or something? That'd be, that's all it really needs. Like, I know, I know I shouldn't do it for anything. But like, if there were those incentives, like, uh, like the Girl Guy Cookie Prizes, like the prize books for like, if you donate this much, this many liters, you get a bike, you know, stuff like that. I think that'd be cool. I think I'd be into that. But I guess they're, uh. They're not really a for-profit organization, so they're not spending money on uh, prizes for frequent bleeders. But you guys should totally heed my advice. You know, maybe if I blow up one day, I can do a blood drive and get a bunch of people going. You know, just finding more ways to give back. I can. I'm curing anxiety one person at a time. Uh, curing lack of blood one one blood at a time, one bleed at a time. You know, I'm doing a lot here, and uh, I'm trying to inspire you guys to do it too. So. All jokes aside, uh, seriously consider donating blood. It's a great cause, uh, and it takes a very little amount of time, and people are incredibly thankful for it. So consider that, you know? And just with that, we have gotten through our two post-it notes, and we have gotten our our video is going to be matched up with my audio. It's going to be so much easier. The green screen I tested it out, it should look a little better, so uh, come check it out. I'm going to do some some fun background stuff. I hope this episode, last time I said I was and I didn't, so always giving more work to myself. Always giving more work to my, the future Aaron. He does not like it. He does not like it. How are my teeth looking? I'm adding, we added a, a, a Listerine whitening to my end of, oh, my warts. I should talk about my warts. I'm uh, I'm attacking my warts too. I talked about my gross old feet uh, a few episodes ago. I don't know. I honestly, I don't remember what I've talked about in any of these episodes. I used to like name them with just topics of what I talked about, and now I've just like, what would, what would people click on, you know? Anxiety now in color seemed to be a pretty good one, and it helped anxiety, so. Don't even know what I talked about in it, though. Probably anxiety and colorblindness. No, the in color part was because it was the first video. Uh, yeah, I've been attacking my warts. I got I bought this wart acid, like, uh, months ago, before I even moved to Waterloo, 
and never used it because the steps said soak your feet in water for five minutes i'm like i'm not doing that <laughs> who's got th- who's got five minutes to sit around my foot in hot water that's that's absurd just for me to get rid of these warts uh and i've been doing it lately i heard the noise again there's there might be a cat in the hallway i don't know what's going on i don't like it though it's scary ethan's not home either it's just spencer what if spencer's a psycho spencer um spencer's our new roommate and we haven't met him yet i saw him go outside the door once but i've never actually like seen his face he just like stays in the basement and uh i don't know what if he's what if he's trying to kill me what if he doesn't like the podcast and he's trying to kill me if if i don't release this episode spencer killed me spencer if you kill me release this episode for me and then guys if you hear this episode spencer did it spencer did it yeah he's a great guy though love love that spencer <laughs> we get along so well he's such a the best basement tenant we've ever had uh yeah so i've been attacking my warts uh so i soak my foot in water for so i got this like a tupperware container it's a like a foot it's a foot-sized tupperware container uh i filled it with warm water put it on the floor soaked my foot in it uh the first time i did it it was like 10 30 at night uh, i was doing it right before bed uh, so then I ended, and my, my bedroom door was already closed and locked. I'd already done my bathroom routine, like my brush my teeth and my face wash and all that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take this Tupperware of water and just like, I'll stick it under my fan, and then in the morning, I'll get up, and I'll go dump it out in the sink. Wouldn't you know it, I woke up at 6.30, and by 6.32, I had already booted that <laughs> Tupperware full of water across my room and just splashed water everywhere. Just immediately woke up and punted it. It's gone. <laughs> uh michael scott i know how you stripped in that uh that george foreman full of bacon it happens you just you forget about things on the ground you're not looking down when i wake up i wake up and i'm looking forward to what my future is and what the bright day is i'm not looking down and at the past yeah so i soak my feet for like five minutes and then you apply this acid with a brush uh they said gentle the first time they're like gingerly apply it to the the wart which i don't think they're suggesting this for like the the 12 warts i have on my foot but i like the day one i just painted that thing all over my foot not really thinking what would happen and my foot just like dissolved like all the skin just an entire layer of skin just flaked off it was gross looking it was brutal um but then in future days i bought a pumice stone uh so now i like i gotta like shave off the dead skin and that's pretty much where i learned a wart is it's there's a virus in there but the virus is like at the bottom and then just you're, what you're doing is you got to get rid of all the dead skin first before you, and then the virus getting the virus is like easy. It's just shaving away all the dead skin, everything that the wart, the virus has killed. It's getting rid of all that that takes all the time. So it's like soak foot, uh, shave dead skin, you know, scrape it all off of the stone, apply acid, let it dry, throw a sock on, go to bed, rinse and repeat every morning, every night. So hopefully in like they said up to eight weeks it could take. So hopefully in a in a few podcasts, maybe maybe like four or five podcasts now, I'll be uh, wart-free and we'll be finally be, you know, clean face, clean feet. I got to start adding a habit to like somehow stop chewing my fingernails and picking my nose. I don't know how I'm going to stop those. I think uh, one method might be like getting nail polish, which another thing I hate is nail polish. It creeps me out. It grosses me out. I don't know why. It's not Again, I don't think you're gross people if you use nail polish. This is totally a me thing. I think the nail polish is gross and the idea of having it on my fingernails like it, it, it makes me shiver 
So I think if I got like a clear nail polish, I would then be like afraid of my fingernails. I like I would want to keep them as far away from my face, just have like mummy arms constantly, just to like. I would want I wouldn't want to put them in my nose because I'm gonna be like, oh, I got nail polish in my nose, and I wouldn't want to put them in my mouth because like, oh, I got nail polish in my mouth, and then I feel like if I do that for like a month, then like the habit will break. But I mean, the the nose picking and the finger chewing, that's like a that's like a habit from when I was like seven. So this is like going on 20 years. A 20 year habit is way harder to break than like, I smoked weed for like five years and um, I, I got, I quit that cold turkey, like no no issue. This one's gonna take, this is cause this, it's just, I don't even think about it. I just, I get a fingernail, you know, I get a fingernail going, then I play with it with some other fingernails, and I flick it around and then eventually I just go right in for it. Just not right off. And I get like, I get skin tags on my fingers they like dry out and i rip them off with my finger my top my teeth i eat them i just eat myself i'm a carnivore uh that's a self i'm a cannibal a self cannibalism if that's yeah i I eat myself and boogers yeah boogers that's a hey i don't know if i think i hide it i don't know if people don't i do it mostly in private but i've sometimes in public i figured out you know the right time to like get my nose my finger in there get it down then you kind of hide it in your palm look around then you yawn and just uh, stick it in your mouth and chew it and swallow it yeah <laughs> if you keep an eye on me in, in in situations you might you might catch me doing it but i'm pretty i'm pretty aware of people no one's ever called me out on it so who knows who knows if people have ever actually noticed the fingernail thing i just I don't really care people know people chew their fingernails i'm not too worried about that but yeah the, the nose picking the boogies yeah. i don't know man boogers they're I have dreams. I have dreams about eating boogers. It's crazy. Like dreams where I have like really big boogers and I'm like scraping them with like a spoon and eating like ice cream. This is maybe I should. I'm not gonna put a warning on this. That's not too gross. That's not not like uh, hemorrhoids. Yeah. Wow. What an episode this was. We got through. I don't even think we did get through all the topics. We got through all the topics I transferred from phone to post-it note though. So we still got a, a list started for next week's episode. The big 2-0 next week, though. The 20th anniversary of Aaron Era. We are almost to, uh, I guess, in, s- in seven weeks will be like the half year, six months. That'll be a, that'll be a big deal. Like, I hope at some point we get more listeners. Again, again, I like doing it. It's just a little discouraging when you, when you check the podcast numbers and it's like always at like 15 or so by uh, the following podcast update, you know? I have, I did my last call for like my Facebook friends and my Instagram followers to, you know, my last shot at reeling in any people I know, not very many people at all. I don't think anybody actually took the bait and I didn't gain any followers on my, uh, what am I thinking? I didn't get any followers on my new accounts that were not already, I think, watching my stuff. So that was, a uh, that's too bad. I, th- I thought maybe uploading that, uh, the podcast intro would entice some people to give it a listen if they hadn't heard the song before or they hadn't uh, seen the video. So I thought maybe that would work, but it didn't, but you know, c'est la vie. I gotta, I gotta find fans elsewhere. I gotta start getting out of my comfort zone and talking about myself. Maybe this new job, people, I wonder if you can listen to music while you're working there and be like, hey, there's a podcast you could listen to. It's uh, me, it's me, me air out. Listen to me air out. Yeah, I think, uh, did I ever mention the, when I was talking to Master P, the, I felt bad when he uh, he's like he asked me what my podcast name was and I was like it's Aaron Air Out. Uh, then he wrote it down. He did not write down 
air and air out. Now, like, I really didn't want to correct him because I didn't want to be like, I felt pretentious doing it, weirdly. Uh, Master P was the guy I was talking to at uh, Ethan's concert. Uh, he said I was good at conversation and it, like, it made me feel better. Uh, yeah, and he he got it wrong. And I, I felt bad. Like, no, actually, it's this way. You spell it wrong. I'm hearing some weird noises. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some investigating after it. Sorry. Um, yeah, so he spelled it wrong. And then I did, I was like, oh, actually, it's Aaron, air out, A-A-R-O-N, air out. Uh, and then I think he wrote down Aaron, uh, Aaron, Aaron, air out. So I was like, Aaron, Aaron, air out. And then like after, I was, I was not correcting him again. And I was like, he's just, he's just not going to listen to it. That's, I'm fine with that. He's, he's not going to be able to find it. That's, uh, that's okay. I'd rather, I'd rather he just don't listen to it than I have to like correct him again. I'd feel too weird doing that. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, when I first worked at Innisfil, there's this guy, uh, Keith, he does all the, he fills all the potholes. That's his only job. He drives the truck around filling the potholes. And when I say he fills the potholes, I mean, he sits in the truck while the student he's working with fills the potholes. Uh, he does not, if he fills like a couple during the day, uh, but most of the time, yeah, he just drives around and he's, he's a very particular guy. He's got like, you have to do it Keith's way or no way at all. He's very, uh, he's not a, like, uh, he's just, he's just an old guy set in his ways. Uh, they called him the Fuhrer because he is a yeah. He he gets angry if you get if you get some like dirt in the truck or stuff like that. If you let flies in, oh boy, he'll get angry. Uh, but I mean, it was just Keith. Everyone everyone knew it, and he just kind of he. You, once you get used to him, you just you, you just shrug it off. It's fine. But um, uh, on uh, pothole days, you have to fill out uh, forms. Since we're working on the road, you have to fill like a road safety form, and you gotta put each person's name on it. So um. He was the first time I worked with him. He's like, "What's your name?" I said, "It's Aaron." So he starts writing down E R. I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! It's actually a, it's A A R O N." He goes, "Huh?" I'm like, "A A R O N, Aaron. E R is more of like a, a woman's thing." So he goes, "Okay." So I see him writing. He does not get rid of the E R he's written down. He writes down E R A A R E R O N. He like he had written down Erarin, and then I was like, and then I I looked at it and I was like, "That's a." He goes, "Oh, that's." That's an interesting way to spell it. I've never seen it done that way. Aaron. I guess, I guess, yeah, I could see that being Aaron. E-R-A-A-R-O-N. Aaron. And I, was, I just gave up. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. Whatever. Uh, he figured it out eventually that my name is just A-A-R-O-N. It's not Aaron. But, uh, yeah, he was he was stumped. And rather than thinking he wrote it down wrong, he thought that was just, I just had a crazy name with, like, every vowel in the in the dictionary. Yeah, so that made me uh, think of that. I just I don't like correcting people too many times. I uh, I get I get uh I don't know. I feel like I'm being mean if I correct them too many times, and I don't want them to feel uncomfortable that they've uh they've gotten it wrong. So I don't know. That's just uh just the way I am. I thought those were some fun situations. Maybe next time I see Master P, if he's like, hey, I didn't uh couldn't find your podcast, I'll just like pull it up on something. Be like, this is it. Just find this. Take a picture of it. I'll send it to you. Just uh don't make me have you spell it out again. I don't want to do that again. But uh, hey, if you did find a masterpiece and listen to this, nice job, kudos, welcome. You are one of twenty unique unique listeners. But anyways, I think. Uh, oh, I gotta title this one too. It's gonna be a tough one to title. Oh no, I already had a title in my mind. Actually, we're good on that. So, the outro. What the heck do I do for an outro? Oh, thank you all my friends and fans for listening to this 
lonely mans he does a podcast for you all and now it's time to take a fall we laughed and cried and did our best and now go to bed and have a rest thank you thank you one and all for listening to my podcast y'all thanks guys hey you did a great job listening to this podcast and I really think you're going to do a great job again next week. So be sure to tune in to Air and Air Out every Friday on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Also, find me on YouTube at Aaron the Brock. Take it easy, folks. Now take what you learned and have a great day. Damn, it feels good to air out.